2020. I spent a decade there once. <laughs> Feels like it sometimes. How's it going, eh? It's going okay. Excellent. I'm a little, I'm a little tired of my job at the moment. You know, it's a, it's a thing. It comes, it goes. Sure, sure. Hey, I remember a thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. I do remember. Listen, I have been. Wait, 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 wait. You remember something you wanted to talk about on? It's just called Two Brothers. Good job. All right. You, you, you I'm win. James. I am Marcus. You win. That was the introduction. No, you. I mean, you did it right away. So yeah. That's. <laughs> It's unusual. <laughs> You're contravening our our trademark, our our tropes. Yeah. So here we are, and broadcasting from the ruins of my destroyed city, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm still amazed uh, that there are lots of people on Twitter saying, "Hey, we saw the footage. Don't lie about the status of downtown." And. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's it's kind of fun. Not only is the city not destroyed, but in true Portland fashion, there were a bunch of people that were actually cleaning up. You know, it was like leave, leave no trace mm-hmm. people that were uh, cleaning up after the protesters left. Of course, and has that's or been on their the, way out. That's been the case since the beginning. There were people mm-hmm. picking up trash on maybe yeah. if, if not day two, possibly though subsequent days. There are regular. Yep groups that go out and pick up trash that are left behind by protesters and police. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to pick up all those tear gas canisters. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and let's note days. that contra Bill Barr's testimony to Congress, tear gas is a rather broad category of irritative gaseous agents. Designed to bring tears. Not a registered trademark. <laughs> Or yeah. copyright any defense agency. It is. Uh, it's not just one kind of gas. To, but yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, it is still pretty fine. It, it is almost impossible to burn down a steel and concrete building. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though some people have tried to, let's say, firebomb or set fire to uh, some of the plywood cladding. That is on the, the Justice Center. Uh, protecting windows and yeah, such. Yeah, most, most of it's protecting windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, uh, not going to do anything. Also, uh, those people are, are stopped when they try to do that directly by other protesters who don't want to change focus. Yeah, exactly. So organizers and leaders are not advocating for burning down buildings. They are advocating for change. Reform. Yeah, when they say burn the system down, they don't mm-hmm. mean that literally. They do not. A uh, few people do. Say. Well, I say the organizers. <laughs> yes, the organizers, yeah. for the most part, do not. I think there's probably one or <laughs> two radical revolutionaries, but for the most part, it's uh, it's not. And I don't get me wrong. I'm not a person who insists that all protest be peaceful, especially where human rights are concerned. I, mm-hmm. I think the array of mm, expressing one's displeasure or rage with authority uh, can take many forms and be effective in many forms. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell people how they should affect real change in society. 
Disclaimer given. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I am more, I, I am a pretty solid leftist and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty far left. I, I'm pretty sure I'm more left than you, but uh, you may be. How dare you? You're definitely closer. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely closer to me than you were mm, 30 years ago. Oh, way closer <laughs> than I was 30 years ago. I don't know what I was selling. Yeah. I, I went from, uh, I don't know if I want to get into it. <laughs> I'll just I leave mean, it at that. I, I think probably libertarian is closer to, to how, you, how you thought. Yeah. I Yeah, as far as I knew, but it was mm-hmm. really pretty superficial. Hmm. You know, I mean, you weren't pretty a, superficial. You weren't a religious conservative and you weren't no. a values conservative, really? No, I, I my political views were based on personal anecdote mm-hmm. versus understanding of systems and uh, the broader population. Hmm. So, therefore... Since nothing bad really happened to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we grew up poor, but then oh, I was hey, you know, I had a job. Let's not and, miss a chance to queue up. Nothing bad ever happens to me, but I go boingo. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Sidebar. Let's do a quick sidebar. I started listening to the soundtrack shows. I don't know if it's an interview. Did did he interview Danny Elfman directly for that show, or is it? No, he did. Okay, so not. He just pulled from some clips. So a compilation of interviews with Danny Elfman. Yeah. uh, Talking about his career and his origins as a as both a musician and a composer. I I started listening to it and just was carried away by Mm -hmm. fascination and my love of. Danny Elfman's songwriting, his, his, let's just say composition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his sure. musical yeah. writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have enjoyed at least everything that he's done. There's some mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. I have enjoyed in a small way. Uh, I don't dislike anything that Danny Elfman's mm-hmm. done that I can think of. Yeah. And continuing the tradition of amazing vocalists, mm-hmm. you know, from last week's or last show's, uh, Avi mm-hmm. Kaplan, Danny Elfman also has, uh, a pretty incredible range he, and uh one of he the has a, in his own he does have a big range that's not talked about a lot yeah. he can hit some pretty low and high notes mm-hmm. but he yeah. i think it for me it's his sense of melody and the expressive quality of his singing that that i find mm-hmm. so fun he yeah he acts all his songs very much so and that like when they talk about the tim burton's nightmare mm-hmm. before christmas <laughs> danny elfman was in on the mm-hmm. ground floor of that you know tim right. burton had done some drawings when he worked for disney a few little things he had a, a kernel of idea mm-hmm. for that then later on after he got more films under his belt and became more independent mm-hmm. he said hey i want to make this he brought danny elfman on board and and danny elfman was 
he and Tim Burton were writing the story together straight along, almost in a movie mm. sequence, you know, as he wrote the songs. And he wrote the character of Jack Skellington that he then acted and, right. and sang for, for himself. It was like him, totally about his life and, and life really? experience, other than, of course, the fantastical elements of Is the movie. Is that the show? But, uh, okay, I forgot that. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. All right, so, good to know. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. The soundtrack show goes on to do a, I think it's a two-part analysis of The Nightmare Before Christmas on the, as well as sure. this uh, Danny Elfman show. So, nice. good stuff. Yeah, it's really I'm very, quite impressive. I'm, I'm excited to go dive in again. So, mm-hmm. I, I think his experience as a songwriter informs his soundtrack work. Maybe vice versa, but I don't, I think he said he didn't, he hadn't done orchestral composition before this. He'd done ensemble no, he composition. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd arranged, I guess, for Oingo Boingo and the Knights of the Mystical Knights of Oingo Boingo before that. Right. He was kind mm-hmm. of the musical director, I guess. But yes. his sense of visual presentation went along with that, of course, as mm-hmm. did the next shows with Oingo Boingo. They were huge productions, I think, uh, live shows. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all of that feeds into his eclectic understanding of music and how it how it works right. as as an art form and it's not just the notes and the performance of the notes <laughs> to him mm-hmm. it's a it's a larger package Certainly. yeah and that's how he came into the the business mm-hmm. as it were being on the like starting out as street musicians right. with his brother in paris and uh, just gaining a real again eclectic group yeah. of people it was almost like a little circus right. that they had going. So they had artists and musicians and mm-hmm. acrobats and uh, yeah. visual artists and uh, performers of all kinds. That, that I don't know if he talks about this, but it's very similar to as a, who's the host of the show? Uh, David W. Collins. It's very close to the way David Collins, I say very close. It's as David Collins describes it. It's similar to Frank Zappa's early yeah. ensemble work. And to yeah. Spike Jones before him. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was very circus like for comment, both yeah. of those people, although Frank Zappa is obviously more avant garde. Yeah, but that's an interesting comparison to bring up very yeah, apropos. I thought that was spot on. And and that's what I thought too when I saw uh, Mystical Nights of Boingo Boingo on the Gong Show a few years ago. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And somebody had uploaded it to YouTube and I, I was uh, I was amazed. I'd never Never ever seen that. So, but they are yeah. a performing troupe, and they mm-hmm. the songs are almost accompaniment, whereas yeah. it became the, the the reverse later. He he started to focus on the music right. as being the most important thing, which mm-hmm. I would agree that is true, mm-hmm. uh, at least as far as an enduring part of of your art performance. Well, as after his brother left to do to pursue mm-hmm. film work, and he was put in full yeah. charge of it. Then yeah, and he was able to right. explore more of his, of the music side because that's mm-hmm. what he was into. Yeah, and very so, good. Cool. Always, always, always good. Hey, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, music, you've got a share that we actually put off that's true. for a week or two. So yeah, because I there I wanted us. to jam in the other at the last minute, I guess. When did I share it? No, before that. By hum. Oh, Full moon at the Avocat. Okay. Oh, I thought you, you yeah, said what you shared. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't what, share. What was our last you, share? We put, uh, yeah, we put off mine so that we could focus on the Avi Kaplan. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. Really, I'm still obsessed with that. I have listened. Yeah, That's amazing stuff. I listened to the entire album on the way home yesterday, mm-hmm. um, part of it on the way to work. I'll probably do the same again today. <laughs> I played <laughs> I'll Get By, which is 
like track two or something of the album of the, they call it an EP, but it's seven tracks. That's, mm. that's a very extensive EP to me. It's, it's more like a short album, I would say. But I mm. mean, David Lee Roth's Eat em and Smile is like 33 minutes. <laughs> that's, okay. but it's still an album. The term EP come along to contrast it with a 45? Yes. Okay. Extended play. Yeah. There are more than just the single and the reverse of the single. A side A side B. But not as long as an LP, which stood right. for long play, a yes. full length album of let's say 40, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Those and those are vague terms that have fuzzy edges. Mm-hmm. So EP became a, a of larger use. I, in my experience at least, in the EDM, IDM community, hmm. the electronic music set in the late 90s early 2000s and there were a lot of a lot of acts that did eps that were not just i don't know alternate takes or b-sides or uh, cuts that didn't make the the regular album uh, they were events in themselves they were releases between larger composition collections i, I just saw it coming from that space and yeah. they were inevitably four or five tracks uh, as an EP. The CD single started becoming a thing, I guess, in the late 80s, maybe, or early 90s, where a band would release a single, but because you had extra space on a CD, you could put three songs on it, maybe four. Mm-hmm. So that now you have the word single <laughs> instead of being two tracks, uh, up to four. You got an EP, eh, five or six tracks, maybe four. And then an album is, who knows? It, it suddenly became up to 79 minutes because of the limitations of yeah. CD space. Right. And that's kind of a long album to me. Well, they, the, the story goes, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but I believe it's, it's real, mm-hmm. um, that they, they had to decide on a, on a length at some point. You know, what mm-hmm. was it, Sony that invented the compact disc format that uh, I, became the whole thing? Phillips, I thought. But oh, Phillips. Uh, Phillips, that's right. Maybe Sony, there were a joint project. I'm, I'm, I don't maybe, remember now. Yeah, there, there were. Uh, yeah, I think you're right with Phillips. Anyway, they had to decide on a on a length at some point, and they picked uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to mm-hmm. be the the standard length, so, I see. which is uh, you know, seventy five to nine minutes. <laughs> so, Depending on yeah. the orchestra and time. So it was Sony and Phillips. They they mm. produced the newest format and then uh, uh, Philips was uh, doing the optical technology gotcha. initially so they they did they did the standard together Sony mm-hmm. and Philips they developed okay <laughs> was it magnet box and Sony <gasps> look at these low low prices on famous brand name electronics don't be a sap dad these are just crappy knockoffs <laughs> I know a genuine panaphonics when I see it and look there's magnet box and Sony Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Those are all superior machines. But if you like to watch your TV, and I mean really watch it, you want the Carnivale. It features two-pronged wall plug, pre-molded hand grip well, durable outer casing to prevent fall apart. Sold. You wrap it up, I'll start bringing in the pennies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Getting back to the band Hum. Hum had a minor hit. Uh, in the 90s called Stars. Yep. Stars was from 1995. Mm-hmm. And they released the next album in 98 and haven't done anything 
since 98. Wow. So 32 years? 22? It's Ooh, not 20, 20, 30 yet. Uh, true. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Are you checking my math from 2020 yeah, to 1998? <laughs> 98. Two years and then 20 years, right? So 22 years later, they released this monster of an album. It's, it's big. It's very shoegazy, uh, swirly, my bloody Valentine-ish. I really, really like it. That was it. one of the first comments on this, the, the, the link that you shared. Uh, uh-huh. You know, the official video was somebody said, finally, I have a replacement for my <laughs> Lady Valentine. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this track especially has a churning guitar part with the high melody. Yeah. The, churning, the, that's, a good, that's a good term. I was, you know, thinking yeah. like it's like it's a real slow, not real slow, but it's a, mm-hmm. a definite slow drive. It's got a, right. a forward motion to it. So churning is good. And it's continuous. It's not a separated yeah. chunka chunka. Yeah. It's a roaring of sound in the background while mm. this keening guitar part goes on above it mm-hmm. all. That is a very My Bloody Valentine-ish thing to do. The thing that My Bloody Valentine does that I don't hear on hum is Kevin Shields, the guitar player, likes to strum with the tremolo bar, the whammy bar, in his hand. Mm-hmm. So it moves the pitch of the chords up and down as mm-hmm. he's strumming. Mm-hmm. So it's it kind of it's very yeah. wavery and and disorienting. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Hum has uh, some of those qualities for sure. And man, there's a reason you can put something into a genre. And this is a yeah. I don't know what else to say. This is a genre I just really cool. love.
I, I enjoy this album a lot. It's, it's got no bad songs. It's consistent all the way through. I, I don't want to say things like worth the wait. <laughs> well, I'm glad is, it's like a new era for them. I'm, I'm glad they decided to come back and do something really good. It's, yeah. it's really, it's, <laughs> it's cool to see uh, when a band either reforms and does something new or reforms and evolves. It would be interesting to hear kind of the backstory of the album with so much time having gone past, you know, mm-hmm. what they were doing right. to, uh, to, to put them back, you know, did they have some of the music already, you know, like eh, they, they left behind and then decided to come back to and, and you know, re-explore mm-hmm. or did they just totally get a bug and, and mm-hmm. write all new stuff unrelated or, you know, that'd be interesting to find right. out. They just had some problems with sales and management and they lost their contract mm-hmm. and then... I don't know, something else happened to them. Uh, and they just, they said that that's it. It's too much. We can't do this anymore. And Mm -hmm. then they did some reunited shows. They got back together for some different shows. They all, I think they all played in other bands in Mm -hmm. the meantime. Okay. Uh, or most of them want to, someone, most of them anyway. So through all these reunitings, reunition isn't a word, right? (laughs) <laughs> I, <doubt it. laughs> I don't think that's it. It is now. Yeah. The so they they finally reformed in like 2015, yeah. and then started working on new stuff. Okay, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, they just did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. They got together again. And they said we want to do this project again, and this is the result. A, a very very cool, happy yeah. when a thing comes together that way. It's very, they deserve it. Yeah. At least. Well, this. if you'd like to send us your happiness, mm-hmm. you can send it to bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Yeah. And if you tweet, you can tweet it as at IJC tweet. Wait, <laughs> I'm saying it faster every time. Yeah. If you tweet, you can tweet it at, <laughs> I'm just going to leave at IJC to be, you can we'll put that. it in slow-mo. <laughs> That's your intro for you. <laughs> you you got you got to be at work in 20 minutes so. Okay. Don't remind <laughs> me. Well, better than being late. It is. <laughs> for some reason they don't like that kind hey, of thing. Hey, there was a Trader Joe's reference on Big Mouth uh, coming up there so where one of the characters uh, applies to work there. Uh, he applies to Trader work at Trader Joe's, yeah. If one what? of the characters in Big Mouth in Big Mouth oh. applies to work at applies. Trader Joe's. Oh, I see. There's a Trader Joe's reference, I say, in Big Mouth.